Hello and welcome to episode two of series two of the Cypher Vision podcast, Semiconductors and IP Intelligence. I'm joined as always by Francesca. Good afternoon, Francesca, and good morning for those people who are listening to this at some different time. Hi, Nigel. It's great to be back. And I feel like we're taking a great opportunity to dive into an industry where I think IP is pretty important. Both IP pretty important and also going to Canada where it probably is morning time. Welcome, Jason. Jason Apt, Chief Technology Officer at Tech Insights. Hey, thanks for having me, Nigel and Francesca. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Jason. It's great to have you here. And I was looking up on your website and it said that the semiconductor industry is worth $500 billion a year, which sounds like a pretty massive sum of money. But before we get into that, maybe you can give us a little bit about your background, what your career has been to date and why Semicon? I've been in the semiconductor industry for 25 years. And I know that's highly unusual in this day and age, but the field is so exciting and constantly changing. And just a little shout out to uh, my colleagues at Tech Insights. I'm surrounded by amazing people every day. So it, it makes what I do a lot of fun. So Tech Insights, I'll give you a little bit of a background on the organization. We actually started way back in the late 1980s, where originally the core team was based in a company called MossAid. MossAid was a company that was developing technology for computer memory devices. They had product, but they really excelled at, at the design stage, and they wanted to make sure that they protected their IP investments. They actually formed a, a small group of engineers to take a look at other products in the industry and compare them with Mossage intellectual property to see is anybody potentially infringing on our patents or going in a direction where they might be infringing. Got to the point where the investors were actually looking at this team and wondering, you know, there's probably an opportunity to take this kind of expertise and this kind of approach more broadly to the market. So the team was actually spun out into an independent organization called Semiconductor Insights at the time, was designed to support the semiconductor industry. When a company or an organization with intellectual property is looking to protect their IP investment, there's often some kind of forensics involved. The forensics can be fairly straightforward. You take a look at the product and you take a look at a patent and you think there's a lot of similarities here. We should probably talk to a lawyer and see if we should be having a licensing discussion. When you get to the chip level, it's really, really hard. You can't just take a screwdriver and pop the lid off a microchip. It doesn't work that way. So Semiconductor Insights at the time developed a broad range of technical expertise to do the forensics needed to compare, again, patent versus product in the semi-industry. Now, our business model has changed a lot since then, but that's kind of the core. Jason, for people who are not quite as familiar with just how a screwdriver really wouldn't work. Do you want to just talk about some of the measurements involved in tearing down chip? Microchips come in all shapes and sizes, but they are small. They could be as large as your thumbnail, all the way down to the end of the sharp point of a pin. On the chips are electrical switches and wires at a really small scale. If you were to take a look at the most advanced processors in the market today from the likes of Intel, Samsung, these electrical wires and electrical switches are on the scale of five nanometers. So what does that mean just in sort of human terms? If you were to pluck the hair off of your head, it is roughly about 
50 micrometers. So you would actually have to divide that about 10,000 times to get to the width of one of those electrical switches. Obviously, you can't see that with a human eye. We're talking almost sort of atomic layer. So you need some very sophisticated tools to reveal these electrical switches without damaging them. You need some sophisticated microscopes to actually see those switches and those wires. So that forensics piece of it, wow, it is highly specialized. And that's what Tech Insights excels at. You've got a number of very expert individuals who are doing the teardowns. What else have you got in the portfolio at Tech Insights today? Our organization really started in a consultative mindset. In other words, a customer would come to us with a challenge, could be around some licensing support. They wanted us to do those forensics to see if there was an indication that their patented technology overlapped with the product in the market. It's really hard to scale consulting arrangements. And the demand has just done nothing but increase over the years. So we've changed our business model substantially to the point where we are effectively much more a subscription-based model. We as a business follow the major technology areas or verticals in the semiconductor space, and we reveal the innovation inside the chips in those leading categories. To be able to do that, we take a look at how these chips are manufactured. What are the steps required? What are the materials used to make these chips? We also take a look at the circuit designs, effectively extracting out the circuit schematics that the chip was made from. Finally, we do functional tests because sometimes a little black box is the best way approach where you stimulate that chip in a certain way and you look at how it responds. We, of course, service that patent support or the licensing support model. But actually, a large part of it is also competitive technical intelligence, where one company just wants to understand what is their competitor doing or what is their supplier doing in a really deep way that is available from a data sheet from a product. You mentioned patents. How do you see the value of patents as an information tool? Our customers want to see what's going on in the market today. But what they really want to understand what's going to happen in the market tomorrow. Patents are, by almost definition, a teaching tool. When a company is putting a patent out there in the world, they are, of course, protecting that IP investment, but they're also teaching people on what it is that they did. The core value of the patent system is to be able to build on others' ideas and inventions. We see is that patents are a great proxy for what's happening in R&D in organizations, semiconductor industry, and other industries. So if you look at patents in the right way, especially if you can get above looking at patents individually, because there's much, way too much patenting activity to follow each individual patent. But if you can get beyond the, the single patent, but look at it from a landscape, a holistic standpoint, you can start to see trends. And those trends can actually point you to understand what is going to be happening in the future. If we see a, a patent application today, there's a good chance that we're going to start seeing some of that functionality, some of that innovation in products two, three, four, maybe even five years down the road. Keeping on the theme of patents, I was delighted to be working with Tech Insights. How do you think our partnership is helping your customers? It comes back to being able to elevate above looking at a single patent. We, for many years, and in fact, we still do, ask our analysts to review small groups of patents to get an idea of what's going on. 
realistically, you need to spend a good half an hour with a patent to really understand it, what the claim language is telling you, what it's trying to teach you. It's not anywhere close to feasible to seeing the semiconductor landscape. Humans can't do it. What Cypher has been able to do for us is take our subject matter expertise and turn that expertise into a categorization or classification framework. Once that's done, we can apply that framework again and again and again and start getting an idea of changes in that landscape at a much higher level. The platform doesn't care if it's 100 patents or 100,000 patents. We can see in aggregate what's happening in specific technology areas. We can see if patenting is increasing, if there are subtle shifts in a certain area. Things like Transpotter can actually pull out those little details that really a human could never do. This really allows us to see better into the future, far better than we ever could before. Nigel, taking that theme on, we have a number of semiconductor customers who subscribe to Cypher. What would be your message to them given the relationship we've got with Tech Insights? Entirely complementary. It's well known that we support organizations like Arm, our very first client when we kicked off our business in 2013. They have a very specific view of what they want to look at. That's called custom taxonomy. It's not like Arm make every technology that the semiconductor world needs. In fact, if you were to compare Arm's portfolio to Infineon's, to NVIDIA's, they're all very different. They have their own specialization. So custom taxonomy is perfect. Come to Cypher and we give you that very ARM-centric view of the world. But look at the genius of Tech Insights. Thousands of customers, all who have a general interest in sensors or memory or whatever it might be, they get this trend information. The real value in the partnership is the fact that patent information is never enough. Cypher is just a machine. It has no idea what people are actually doing. But guess who does? Jason, Tech Insights, they can see the product, they can see the patent information, and they can combine it. Not only do you get that ubiquity, do you get that transparency, but you also get that combination of technical information and patent information. I think one of the things you've both touched on is trends. So I'd like to talk about the trends in the industry. Now, I know I have had anxiety in my own house when the Nintendo Switch was maybe not going to arrive in time for Christmas because of the supply chain issues. Jason, maybe you can give us a view on the trends in the semiconductor industry. Very few people really predicted what the last couple of years were actually like. You nailed it. Your comment about gaming consoles The level of visibility, the level of interest in the semiconductor supply chain is, I've never seen it before, because it's so important to our society. Chips are in absolutely everything, from our phones, our gaming consoles, all the way to our toasters. And the supply chain challenges have triggered a number of cascading challenges, if you will. There is a lot of interest in building out manufacturing capacity for chips. It's hard to go a day without seeing a news article about one of the semiconductor companies investing more in CapEx to build out capacity. 
What's challenging is that the bleeding edge of semiconductor manufacturing is really, really expensive. To build one of these factories, tens of billions of dollars investment. It's pretty hard for a, an organization to put that down unless they're really, really serious or very, very well established. When you take a look at today, just using logic or processors as an example, have the leaders of TSMC, Samsung, Intel. But very quickly, you go into a second and third tier Again, because the level of investment needed to manufacture these advanced designs is really expensive, not only from a CapEx standpoint, but from an R&D perspective. What I mean, has been happening for a long time in the industry is most chip companies don't actually manufacture their own chips. Most chip companies design the chip and then work with a foundry service or fabrication service to actually manufacture them. This causes an interesting landscape where there are lots of opportunities to effectively rely on partners for parts of your design, parts of your manufacturing. You had mentioned ARM. ARM is just a fantastic example of a company that designs functional blocks for chips. And the business model is to license that IP out through to other companies. Where it starts getting difficult for especially smaller chip organizations is to understand what are the holes in my intellectual property, if you will, and who's out there that could fill those holes. And whether that's from a cross-licensing engagement or through M&A activity, these are companies who are looking for opportunities to fill out their IP portfolio, filling in those holes so they can get the product out. So rewinding all the way back one of the ways to help identify who could supply the needed IP to fill those holes is to manually go through, do some keyword searches, et cetera. But what if you could elevate to a higher level? What if you could look holistically specific technology areas and let the platform do the work? This is one of the areas where a Cypher platform can be a huge assistance. Again, still a machine, you need subject matter expertise but if you take that subject matter expertise to describe, this is the kind of holes I'm wanting to fill, and you let the system start pulling in what's going on in that industry, or rather the, that patenting area, not unreasonable to imagine you're going to find organizations that have that kind of IP. Maybe that IP is less important to them because you start to see maybe they're not renewing or they're starting to sell. All of these things can be revealed from sort of macro trend as you start to drill down really hard for an individual to do. Do you think that's something that is being done currently, given the trends that are happening in the marketplace, or do you feel there's a change in behavior that's needed? There are so many different levels of IP maturity out there in the semiconductor space. Intellectual property from a business mindset is relatively new to the semiconductor industry. If you were to go back probably 10 or 15 years only a handful of companies have a mature view of intellectual property from a business standpoint. There were many companies out there who used patenting as effectively a marketing checklist. They advertised that they had so many patents that they filed, but from a business value standpoint, fairly small. Now that maturity is increasing. More and more players in the market are understanding the value of that IP, more understanding what they can do with that IP. But 
companies who realize, you know what, I can actually access manufacturing capacity because now there are these big service providers. I can do my own design. They're not yet thinking of IP as this business asset. So as good citizens in industry is to help educate the market on not only the value of the IP, but also how to help manage that IP perspective. Having the views, whether it is custom views from say an arm or more holistic, taking a look at an industry or large technology areas from Tech Insights, that can really help organizations across the board get a better perspective of what's happening in the IP market, what should they be doing from an IP perspective. Nigel, this sounds like an opportunity for the IP professional. Would you agree? Sure it is. If you imagine that Jason has told eloquently a story of moving or at least adding to patents the idea that they're weapons, that they're control positions, to the idea that they're information sources is what Cypher was all about. Strategic patent intelligence isn't about can I sue one person on one patent, it's what can I glean from 100 million documents by using advances in machine learning. This is a change, but this is 10 or 15 years of change. People talk about IP in the boardroom, that might be a shorthand, but definitely for this sector, they don't own much except intellectual property. So they probably need an amazing understanding of what they own and the context in which they live. Absolutely. If I was to take a look at the value of an organization in the semiconductor space, you have to look at their intellectual property. It boils down to, do you have access to, do you own the rights to that innovation that are important to the market going forward? Given that backdrop, what would you say the future holds for the semiconductor industry? From a market perspective, putting the IP aside, it is going to be challenging to predict in the next two years. We will continue to see supply chain shortages through 2022. We're going to see some capacity corrections coming up in the next two years, but it takes time to build these up. However, looking beyond the sort of potential for volatility in the next two years, the innovation is going to continue. The innovation is going to become more and more important to downstream in the market. So what do I mean by that? It used to be that the only organizations interested in what was going on in the semiconductor industry were the semiconductor companies. But if you fast forward to today, because of the importance of the semiconductor piece of it, you're seeing a lot of interest downstream from OEMs, from product companies that are consumers of chips. The level of understanding that they want to make good business decisions is getting deeper and deeper. So what we're gonna see are farther and farther downstream in the market, this importance of forecasting what's gonna happen two years from now. We're gonna see product companies interested in taking a look at technology roadmaps that are both published, but also the ones that can be inferred. As an example, looking at what's going on in the patenting world so that they can make investments decisions for the future that align with the direction technology is going. Ultimately, it comes down to what technology is going to be needed three to five years from now. The only way to get at that is to look at things like macro patent trends. It's a unique window 
into today's R&D. I get the joy of asking you for your cipher vision, Jason. What's your key takeaway? Decision makers need to spend more time taking a look at all of the information resources available to them to get a look into the future. In my view, taking a look at macro patenting activity is one of the most underutilized resources available to us today. At the heart of the fourth industrial revolution is connectivity, with an estimated growth from 14 billion connected devices today to 30 billion by 2025. This puts semiconductors and microelectronics at the heart of the technology landscape. Both the scale of investment required and the economic payoffs are huge. Investment in IP and specifically patents are critical to ensuring that those who invest in R&D are fairly rewarded. Intelligence of the quality produced by Tech Insights is critical to achieving the transparency required. And Cypher is proud of its partnership with Tech Insights as we accelerate and simplify access to the tens of thousands of patents that will define the future. Thank you, Jason, for the conversation. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for tuning into the CypherVision podcast series. Please continue the conversation on social using hashtag CypherVision and share your thoughts about today's episodes on semiconductors and IP intelligence.